Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haiti from Rhema Word of Faith, the Word Church. Welcome, welcome, welcome uh, to another great episode of The Word. <laughs> Here we go. We, we haven't been in the studio in a while, so uh, welcome back, Richard. Good to see you, Vince. Good to see you, too. Hey, we're going to talk about, this is something, you know what, I, I'm kind of, I guess I have to I'm wired how God wired me. And and I, I like to think I'm a student of the scriptures. I like to think I'm a not just a hearer only of the word, but a doer. And I know we all miss the mark. We all fall short. Praise the Lord for his amazing grace for that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, be thankful for first John one nine. Yeah, yes, I love it. Yeah, I use it all the time. Just to forgive you. Yeah, but but Paul said when I was a child. I did things as a child. I spoke as a child, lived as a child, etc. Then he said, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Be- became mean process. Scripture says we're being transformed into his image. You know, he predestined us to be conformed to the image of, of his son, Jesus. So again, process. Scripture says study to show yourself approved. Scripture says we go from faith to faith to glory to glory. We're being transformed by the renewing of our mind. And it says, by this time, you ought to be on meat. Yet you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the articles of God. And you come to need milk and not solid food. For solid food is for those who are spiritually mature. Milk is for babies in Christ. So I'm just going to say this. Jesus is the role model. He's the head of the body of Christ. God desires us to grow up into the head, the body to grow up into the head. Scripture says... God, Jesus has gave us, given us an example that we're to follow. Well, we're to be conformed to His likeness, right? And so, and just follow Him, and, and He was our example. And, and I just want to talk about honor because I, I see, I understand that we've become a nation. I'm gonna say a world of just dishonor and disrespect for for others, for each other. We just feel we can say what we want to say. Well, I have freedom. I right, can say right, right, right. I want. Say what we want to say. We can, we can dishonor anybody. We don't have to honor. And, and, and a prime example, this just came to mind. And again, I'm still going to honor people even when others don't. Just the incidents in New York where all the uh, police officers turned their back on the mayor. Well, here's my scripture reference right here. First Peter chapter 2, verse 17. Now, this is coming out of the word of God. So if you have a problem with it, don't call me. Talk to the Lord. You can come to him. You can come boldly to the throne of grace. But look what he says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 17. Honor all people. What's excluded from all? Nobody. He said, honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. And, and that fear, that's a reverence fear. Fear God. Honor the king, and the king could be your employer. It could be your, the mayor. It could be 
your governor, the president, anybody that's been appointed to a place of authority. And we're to honor our father and mother. I was getting ready to say that. Yeah. Those who have authority over you. And again. And honor your wife. Honor your wife. Yeah. She may have authority over you. <laughs> but you still, you want. we want to just honor. He says honor all people. And we have to, back to not just being hearers of the word only, but doers. Scripture says if you're here only, you're deceiving yourself. But he who hears it and does it, he'll be blessed in what he does. So God, God's in the blessing business. He wants us to bless, bless it. and he's given us the formula for being blessed, not just being hearers only. Wait, you know, and what's interesting, you, and you mentioned the thing that happened in New York. So much of life now is political. That, that was a political statement by right. the police. We're supposed to honor people even in politics. Right, and we're, that's what I'm saying. Just wherever see, we are, we're supposed and you just to said honor it. people. So, because it's political, I'm people exempt don't think from. That they don't have to. Right. right, that's what I mean. Though you see this right. not just in that instance, but you see this between politicians all over the place. Right, right, right. And there are all kinds of of events that I think have become politicized that people feel like they don't have to honor each other. Um, we just recently had the holiday where we celebrated Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, and. I was asked the day after on another show, does the Bible talk a lot about race? Does the Bible talk about race relations? And I said, not specifically. There's nowhere in the Bible, at least to my knowledge, where it says that blacks and whites should get along, Asians and whites should get along, um, blacks and Asians should get along. I, there's nowhere in the Bible where it specifically says that, but what it says is that we're to love our neighbors ourselves. We're to esteem others above ourselves. And so it doesn't matter what ethnicity a person is, what nationality a person is, what um, gender a person is, we're to love them as ourselves. We're to honor them. We're to esteem them above ourselves. And so, so many people want to talk about race relations in the sense of just one group versus another. As believers, we're supposed to love everybody. We're supposed to love our neighbor and our neighbor being everybody we come into contact with as ourself. And so often we want to break it down from one group to another when the reality is the Bible doesn't say anything about one group to another. What it says is everybody. Love everybody. Right, we want to break it down. Well, I love all people that look like me. I love all people that vote like me. And, and then we even get so messed up to say, oh, I'm only going to pray for those who think like me or agree with me. I I'm not going to, and Jesus said, pray for your enemies. Jesus is always going to raise pray the bar. those that despitefully use, use you. you. <laughs> yeah, he says stuff like that. But now we can be a hero only of that and we can get what the scripture says, deception, self-deception. Or we can be a doer, here and a doer of that and we can get what the scripture says, we'll get blessed. And in every aspect of our life. Because mm -hmm. people, oh yeah, I love my neighbor when I'm at church. I love those people that disagree with me at church because I'm at church. But as soon as I'm home, now I have a problem with my neighbor, so I don't have to act that right, way. Right, right. Well, I just do this on Sunday. It's called dualism. You know, you, you go to church on Sunday, you hate on Monday. Go to church on Sunday, you, you know, talk but about we your neighbor break our on lives Tuesday. Up. Yeah. So politics, when we're talking politics, well, then, of course, we can argue and yell and holler and fight, and I don't have to esteem you. I don't have to love you. I don't have to do any of that because that's politics, mm -hmm. and and that's kind of kind of ruined the country a little bit. 
you see people at sporting events fighting in the stands because, well, it's a sporting event, and so you can just act however you want. This is my team, and that's your team. Right? We're not and friends. So we can act like however we want, but no, the reality is no matter what situation we find ourselves in, we're supposed to love each other. Well, I guess in you, when you mentioned sports, it made me think of what uh, Jesus said about, you know, you're the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. So even if you're in sports, in politics, you're still the salt of the earth. You're still the light of the world. No matter, and that's, God desires all men to be saved. And, and all men have different occupations. They're involved in different activities. So he wants you as a believer, as an ambassador for Christ, a citizen of the kingdom of God, to represent well. So they're going to know you. Jesus said this, you'll know a tree by its fruit. Well, you know, it's, it's good when you talk about represent because we're ambassadors. What does an ambassador do? He represents the nation country. that he, he or she sent. represents right. the country that sent him. Mm -hmm. That's who they represent. Mm -hmm. And so they have to always be representing the country. We're ambassadors for Christ. Wherever we are, whatever we're doing, we're representing And we him. talked about this before. How do you get citizenship in a nation? You have to be born there you know, original, you have to be born in, well, we were born again into the kingdom of God. So we got citizenship in heaven, which makes us now ambassadors for, for right. Christ, for the kingdom. This and again, isn't our home. right, this isn't, we, we represent the kingdom. And I, we talked about this before on this broadcast and our number one allegiance that's back to seek ye first is to the kingdom. It should be. Well, that's the revelation you should get as you're increasing in the knowledge of God's will, as you're maturing. Remember, when I was a child, yeah, I stumbled, I fell, learning to walk, but now I'm 20. Now I'm 10. I should be able to walk, you know, run now. Well, I'm glad you said that because I thought you were trying to claim you were in your 20s. Uh, no. Nah. Well, 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 and Paul just, you know, gave us an example. You know, I thought like a child, I talked like a child, conducted my stuff like a child. But now when I became a man, he said, I put away childish things. So the scripture and a couple of references I could think, he said, put aside, lay aside, put away. Sometimes you, well, not sometimes, you at some point in your Christian walk, you got to put away some stuff. That ain't me anymore. I, I, I'm, I'm a real representative. Right. I'm a real ambassador now. Look at the fruit that's coming off me. And the scripture says in Corinthians, we are to God, the aroma of Christ. We should smell like Christ wherever we go. People should see something different in us. And it says over in Peter that we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation unto him. Ooh, that's what he said. Well, we should be, again, representing him to the fullest. So when we're not honoring one another because of political differences or sports differences. That's worse than politics, sports. <laughs> you know, music, whatever. We do that in the church because we like this type of music. You like that one. We like the piano. We like the drum. Okay, now we'll stop honoring and won't like you because of that. Right. And again, we got we to gotta grow up. Well, see, we have a blended service. We have both, so that way everybody's unhappy. Right, right. <laughs> I was going to say we have both and try to keep everybody happy. But, you know, well, can't we all just get along? But God wants us to mature and grow up. And, and part of that is honoring others, you know, from the head down. You, we have to honor when we, and I'm like that now because I have understanding. Homeless people, I see homeless people. I don't, you know, snub my nose at them and talk about them. I, I extend a hand out, especially if I'm driving, pray over them because God loves them too. If I see them, you know, most homeless people want to shake your hand. 
especially if you're a real street pastor like me, I can't say, oh, man, his hand's all dirty. I don't want to shake his hands. I probably think that, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm keeping it real, being transparent. And we do think that. Oh, man, where's his hands been? He ain't washed his hands in days. But what would Jesus do? Right. Remember, we're an ambassadors for Christ, and we know ambassadors shake politicians. <laughs> Representatives shake people's hands, shake the people's hands all the time. So you have to do that. So well, and, and it doesn't even have to be somebody homeless. Right. Because it can be a neighbor you don't like. Right. It, it can, can be, be somebody a, of another color. But I mean, it can it can be so like. close to home as just a neighbor you don't like. When we talk about having compassion on people and showing love to people, I know that a lot of times people think of it. Oh yeah, if you see somebody homeless, you're supposed to show compassion. We're supposed to show compassion on everybody. So the people you're supposed to show compassion to aren't just people you meet in the street. You're supposed to show compassion to the people you live with. You're mm -hmm. supposed to show compassion to the people in your family. You're supposed to show compassion to the people in your neighborhood. You're supposed to show compassion to the people that you work with. And so often what we do is we think of we're compassionate because when we walk by that red kettle at, at uh, the holidays, we put some money in there or we give to the Jesus Center here in Chico or we give to some other organization. And, and so we like to think that we're so compassionate but then we say and do things to the people we live with, to the people in our family, to the people we work with that in no way represent Christ. But we're compassionate because we went and did this other thing. And so we need to remember always that compassion is supposed to be shown to everybody. Mercy is supposed to be shown to everyone. Grace is supposed to be shown to everyone. Forgiveness is supposed to be shown to everyone. Not just a select few that we that we deem are worth it, but shown to everybody. You ever notice how much more you're willing to forgive somebody you like than somebody you don't? Right. I talk to people about this issue all the time. If there's somebody you don't like, you don't cut them much slack. They don't have to do much before you, you're about ready to write them off. But if it's a family member or somebody you really like, you're willing to cut them some slack. You're willing to, to forgive them a little more, so to speak. Well, that's how we're supposed to be with everybody. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking of the scripture, you know, let us prefer one another, giving preference to one another, esteeming others over ourselves. That, that I can find the scripture, but it's in the Bible. God wants us to esteem others. Now, he didn't put color in there either. He just said others. Just like when he Everybody. said, just like when he said love one another. He just said one another. It's basically love everybody because we understand John three sixteen, for God so loved the world. He loves everybody that he gave his son for him. He didn't say, well, I'm just going to give my son for the Jewish people. No, he gave him to the Gentiles too. He gave him to every race and ethnic ethnos of people. He loves people. He's the creator. And we as spiritual Christians or maturing Christians, that's our mandate to communicate that. If we're not communicating that and we're just staying with the status quo, we're basically being conformed to this world, not allowing the spirit, the word of God to transform us by the renewing of our mind. And, and, and the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Your mouth will tell me what's in your heart. And if this word is deeply rooted in your heart, it says in Colossians, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Is this it's gonna come out? So when you see injustice and people not honoring one another, if you're truly 
been studying the scriptures and feeding on the word, it's going to come out. You're going to verbalize it. And that's what we should do concerning what he commanded us to do. We're not just supposed to. I like what Martin Luther King said. He says, injustice to one is injustice for everybody. And injustice somewhere is a, is a injustice everywhere. I'm, I'm misquoting it, but he's saying if you overlook this, you're overlooking the whole thing. It's kind of like throwing the, the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. And, and we shouldn't do that. As maturing Christians, now baby, babies in Christ, yes, we're going to start. Or non-Christians. It shouldn't surprise us when non-Christians, when people who aren't Christians do the things they do. It shouldn't surprise us. They're just doing what comes right. natural to them. Right, That's right, their right. human nature. And, and now, as believers, we're not supposed to live according to the sinful nature anymore, but according to the Spirit. Now it's a whole different thing. Mm -hmm. Well, back to walking in the Spirit. And I was meditating that on the way here this morning, walking in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit equates to walking in the Word of God. So he said, if you walk in my word, Jesus said this in John 15, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will. And God says, walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in, and Jesus said in John 6, the words I speak are spirit. And in the beginning was the word, and the word was a spirit speaking. So if we walk in God's word, We'll have victory. I, I, I truly believe God's word is the solution to all of our problems here on earth. Because he said, pray in this manner. Thy kingdom come. <laughs> Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I know in heaven, all the stuff we're talking about, yeah, there's dishonor. No troubles in, yeah, they're yeah, not dishonoring yeah. one another. Angels aren't fighting one another, you know, to get closer to the throne and all that. Say, no, I'm going to worship today. They ain't doing all that. That's God's will. And again, we just need to start decreeing and declaring his word on this earth. We got to start it with our mouth. I notice as people, we, we speak, we, we, we run our mouth all day. And my thing is, what's coming out your mouth? Because whatever it is, it's spiritual seed. And it's producing something. Scripture says in Matthew 12, a good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good things and then james says uh tongues like a right fire so so, so what are you fire. using that tongue for are you using it to bless or to curse and when you declaring the word of god out of your mouth you, you're blessing and that's what we're called to we're called to be a blessing to other people to the world the church we was thinking you was talking about there's no uh the, the word of god never talked about colors or anything but I remember Pastor Price, one of my spiritual fathers, he did a teaching on, on three men. He said the Bible references three men, three groups of people, Jews, Gentiles, and the church. Yeah, because once you get born again, if you're a Jew, you can get born again and you're a part of the church. If you're a Gentile, you can get born again and be a part of the church. And if you're anybody else, if you're born again, you're the church now. <laughs> So that's the third man. Well, yeah, you're the church. So Jews, Gentiles in the scripture talks about there's no difference between Jews and Greeks. We're all one in Christ Jesus. Oh, we're all one in Christ Jesus. Right. There's two groups of people now, believers and non-believers. Right, that's, right. That's all there is. <laughs> right. And the believers are the church. And the church is 
referred to as the body of Christ. See, now we want to break the world up into all kinds of different groups. Yeah. Not well, just believers and, well, and, and non-believers. And we where want to break it up and, into all and, kinds of groups. And this is how Christians are conformed to this world because they go along with right, that. Right, that's what I mean. When I say we, I'm right, right. talking about the church <laughs> wants to divide itself up and to to have all these places in between. And so the world teaches that, oh, you don't like that group and you don't like that group and and kind of constantly keeps everybody... When you watch the news and you and you see things like the policemen doing turning their back, or you, you watch any of this stuff, it's it's geared to keeping people on edge. It's the news really to me is geared to agitate people. Right, it's bad news. It's it's geared to make you mad or to validate. Strike what up you an think. emotion, a negative one. I mean, you've got MSNBC on the one side, you got Fox on, News on the other side. And more and more what people are saying is people watch the one that they agree with because they want their feelings to be validated. Right, right. They don't necessarily want to hear the other side or anything. They know what they already believe. They just want to have those feelings validated. Mm -hmm. And so you will watch one newscast or another based on the fact that that newscast will validate what you already think. That's why I like to watch Christian television. Because I'm going to hear the word of God and it's going to be validated in me. Right. And so you can watch... TBN or you can watch other Christian channels and you're going to get a whole different perspective on the world and life than if you right. watch like Fox News all day or MSNBC all day. Where do, where do we as Christians spend our time? I know a lot of Christians spend a lot more time watching the television news wherever, how, whatever station that is than they ever do in the Word. Well, that's what the Scripture meant when he said, don't be conformed to this world. And then Jesus over, I believe, in First John, he said... Friendship with the world is intimacy with God, meaning you're an enemy with God. If you so far over here with the world and agreeing with the world system and not relating or being transformed into this kingdom system that you've been reborn again in, he said, you're basically an enemy to me because you're working against the Great Commission. You're working against the mandate. And each one of us Christians, we have, we're, we're, you may not be the pastor, but you are an ambassador for Christ, and you are a minister of reconciliation. That's what you are, off top. So your job is to advance the kingdom and represent the kingdom well. And when you conform, allow the world to, if, when you continue to be conformed to the world, it's not pleasing to the Father. And I'm mindful of this scripture in Matthew, I believe, 9. He says, if anyone puts his hand to the plow and look back, He's not fit for the kingdom of God. Meaning if you didn't got saved, but you keep on going back and being conformed to the world, you're not even fit for the kingdom. Because he tells us also, Jesus reminded us to seek first the kingdom. Mean God's ways. And you can always find God's ways in his will and his word. Yeah, you he so he says now you can tuck life like this now here on this earth. Here in the U.S., here in Canada, here in Mexico, wherever you at, you conduct it like this, because here's, here's the model in the kingdom, and and this principle, these laws will work anywhere on the earth. Well, you know what's <laughs> interesting too is you talk about that seek ye first, and then all these other things will be added to you, and all these other things were what you need to eat, what you right. need to wear, all those kind of things, things that pertain so, to life and godliness. So he says, if you seek him first. All the rest of that stuff will just be added to you automatically. 
The world says, no, you have to seek all that other stuff first. That's what you have to and, seek out. And, and, and then if you have a little time left, sure, give it to God. But the world's view is just so completely different. It's actually the opposite of what God says. God says, you seek me first, and I'll take care of the rest of it. The world says exactly the opposite. The world says, no, you have to seek this stuff first. Because if you don't, you can't keep up with the Joneses. You're not going to have a nice enough house. You're not going to have a nice enough car. You've got to seek after this stuff first. And then, if you have time, now, do something else. And, and here's, here's a revelation for you. The devil, Satan, controls this world system. The one that God, the word of God tells you don't be conformed to. He controls that. Which reminds me, when Jesus started his ministry, he was led into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. Satan said the same thing. If you worship me, live for me, do things my way, I'll give you all of this. I'll give you all this stuff. He said, I'll give it to you. God said the same thing. So every day we get to make a choice. And I don't care if you're saved or not. Satan still has the ability to influence you. That's what well, he does. He's a deceiver. Right, right. And, and, and again, you can be a friend with the world or you can be a friend of Jesus. I mean, the, the world is subtly bombarding us every day in commercials, mm -hmm. television commercials. When did you ever see a beer commercial? There wasn't a bunch of girls running around in bathing suits. Right. When did you ever see a car commercial? There wasn't a woman in a, in a dress around the car. I mean, almost everything we have, you, you see in a commercial, if you just get this, oh, you'll have this too. And people buy into that, and it's so subtle that we just see it every day, and we don't even really think of anything about it anymore. Well, it's because I'm, I'm going to say that's because we haven't fulfilled the mandate to go in and, and dominate in, this, in our domains. We haven't took an authority like we're supposed to. Remember, Jesus said, all authority has been given to me. Remember, Satan was trying to give him some, some, some fake authority, and Jesus like, Jesus kept on saying it's written. Basically, I know what my assignment is. Yes, Adam and Eve gave you the keys, but I'm here to take them back. So I ain't going to bow down. I ain't going to listen to you. I got three words for you. It is written. It is interesting <laughs> that the devil is trying to bribe right. the son of God with, I'll give you all this stuff. And, it is written. at some level, Jesus got me thinking, I already got it. <laughs> well, Jesus already knew. And, and I, yeah, yeah. So I was reading Matthew 9 this morning. Where Jesus was saying, he said the same thing that Satan said to him. Satan said, because I can give you this because it's been delivered to me. What he was saying is Adam and Eve committed high treason in the Garden of Eden Eden turned it over to me. But then I was reading Matthew 9 and Jesus was saying, all things have been delivered to me. And we know when he, his death, burial, resurrection, all things were redeemed. And so we win. Anyway, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, 
P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.